everyone. This is Rudy Novotny, Run Disney sports host. And you are lucky because right now you are listening to Stories of the Magic. Runners, set, go! Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more, right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to episode 115 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. If you're new to Stories of the Magic, we are a positive and story-filled Disney podcast offering stories from cast members, Imagineers, artists, actors, and more, including guests, promoting a mutual love of Disney, celebrating and preserving the Disney magic and legacy, and inspiring people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. If that appeals to you or piques your curiosity, you're definitely in the right place, and I am glad you're here. Today we conclude a two-part interview with Run Disney sports host Rudy Novotny. In part one, Rudy shared with us about his history in running, some of his tips for runners, the cool story behind how he started doing race announcing, and later started doing that for Run Disney, some behind the scenes of what it's like to announce the Run Disney races, and more. Now, in this episode, Rudy talks about a couple bizarre reasons for race delays that he's experienced how they manage their energy on stage when there's a delay or when there's a lot of starting waves, like at Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, for example. What a race announcer or sports host does, like what their purpose is. What he loves most about the Run Disney races. Some of the Run Disney runner costumes that stand out to him. What he loves most about race announcing for non-Run Disney races. Special memories from finish lines. Tips for first-time runners, Run Disney and otherwise. What he never gets asked that he wishes people would ask him. How he feels about people not, quote, bothering him at events. Getting mistaken for Jeff Galloway. If he could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what it would be and why. He actually has two. How Bill Rogers and Run Disney helped him out personally a few years ago. What inspires him. His advice to you for following your dreams. And of course, shameless plug time. Now a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and continue this story. Hello, Neverlanders. I'm Jeremy, host of the Neverland Podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. As a young boy in Marceline, Missouri, Walt Disney played Peter Pan in a school play, and Peter Pan remained one of his favorite stories throughout his life. He used to say that an adult was just a grown-up child, and he designed Disneyland to help that adult act like a child again. Well, that's what we do here in Neverland. This is where you never have to grow up. And so we'll talk about heroes like Spider-Man, He-Man, and others that taught us how to do what's right because right makes might. And we'll enjoy the simple pleasures of imagination, our greatest toy. We're like Saturday mornings all in one podcast. Every week on the Neverland Podcast, we'll sprinkle our pixie dust and fly to Disney and beyond. And now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. In my career, I've had, you know, very, very significant delays. I've had to deal with cancellations. And, you know, some some of the, the uh, delays were for things that were just absolutely bizarre. But, um, you know, th- stuff happens. Well, now I got to ask, what are some of the bizarre things? Well, you know, it's not really a happy thing, but we had an event in San Diego where along the course, someone picked that morning to um, hang themselves. Oh, and it, right on the course, right on the course. Thank you very much. Wow. So it becomes a essentially a crime scene. And mm-hmm. um, and I, I think the race was delayed. 45 minutes to an hour and it was actually a very very significant san diego event with uh you know i guess 12,000 12 13,000 people um you know short distance event but um you know when the police say no you cannot start you cannot start you know and right it's bring up a downer but that was uh 
that was that was uh, again, you know, an example where something was completely and totally unexpected. I'm trying to think of any others that might be a little, little more, uh, a little more funny or a little less macabre. Stuff happens, you know, just things happen. And I think, oh, we had a, um, we had a spill. We had um, a liquid spill. We had, um, no, it wasn't liquid. It was vegetables. I think a, a truck spilled on, on one race, a truck spilled about 10 crates of tomatoes on the course. So we had to to clear it all up or serve tomato sauce or tomato juice or whatever. So, um, you know, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then, and then there was another one where we had a delay because the police, the San Diego police department refused to allow the relay buses on the, across the course to bring people to the relay handoff points. It was something that had been approved the officer and the officers involved were were in error, and you know what are you going to do? And and finally they were shown the error of their ways, and the chief got through to them and let them go. But uh, and, you know let the buses go through. But it was uh, it was a uh, about a half hour delay. That was bad. Yeah, I can imagine when it comes to these like with any kind of performance, you kind of have to manage your energy. So you know, you don't throw everything you've got out all at once up front and then you're just for lack of a better term on fumes towards the end of whatever the performance is but at the same time you don't want to end and feel like oh i could have given so much more i just conserved too much so usually at these events you have a pretty good idea okay we're starting at this time the last person's crossing the finish line somewhere in this range so this is how much time that my energy has to last for right exactly hey you know what uh very well said, Randy. Each event, regardless of the distance, as far as announcing, it's a marathon. You got to pace yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you do when there's delays like this, and you think, okay, I have okay this four-hour window that my energy has to last for, and I have to really be on, and then there's a 45-minute delay, and so now you have to go longer than you were planning to. Um, you know, the the delays really aren't a factor there. You know, because it's, you know, when you're delayed, it's, it's you know, pretty low energy. You're just waiting for word to start and uh, and you're just looking for any type of entertainment value you can find. You know, as an announcer, we're, you know, so, someone has said, well, what, you know, what does the announcer do? You know, and I remember, remember really giving it some thought one time and trying to define what an announcer, Disney calls a sports host, that, that, that works too. You know, and what we do is we we entertain and we inform. And, you know, there there may be some other words that may, you know, fit the description of, of what happens. But I, I really think entertaining and informing are the two key things that are covered. So, you know, you just kind of try to keep people's attention. You, you try to assist them in keeping their energy level high, you know, yet in check. Um, you know, particularly when there, when there's a delay for a long distance event, it's just delays are, delays are probably one of the most brutal things, you know, that, that does happen from time to time in an event. And again, they're, you know, they're unavoidable most of the time when they happen, but, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just something that you, uh, you take in stride as an announcer and as a runner, cause it's going to happen. Yeah, I can see that. When you've got a lot of corrals, like I think the Disney World races sometimes go up to like R on the corrals, which is just crazy. And you're having to send every corral off as if they're the only ones running. Do you have to do anything as you get kind of later in it to, to help you do that? Or is it just as you get farther back in it and maybe you've got some people who this is their first race or they've been, they've overcome some challenge to get there that that kind of helps feed you as you do that. Yeah. You know, you draw on, you just kind of, you draw on your own personal experiences. You draw on, you know, the stories and one of the, probably the favorite thing for me about what I do is the opportunity to make so many wonderful friendships and meet so many incredible people. And who've really, you know, become meaningful individuals in my life. And they're there in Corral A, 
Yeah, not so many in Corrale, but they're <laughs> they're in B, C, D, and and I'll tell you what. To be honest, most of them are probably in the middle and back corrals. So, you know, it's just great seeing them, and these these people have become really personally important to me, and their experience is always important. I, I think as a sports host, I think we owe it to the participants to give them everything we have. And as you said, you know, trying to make each and every one of them feel that they're as important as the Kenyan that took off uh, 45 minutes in front of them, that'll finish an hour and a half before them or whatever, and it, which is really true. It's really true. And I think um, that's where Carissa and I and any other announcers, Cree Kelly, another great example, um, are, are one up on announcers that don't have um, competitive experience because we, we know we've been there, we've done that. And, and we, we understand, you know, uh, for the most part, the emotions that the participants are going through. Um, I remember my first marathon. I remember my first half. I remember my first 5k. I remember my 300th, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we get it. And I think we always take that with us to each and every job and try to make that start and the finish as special as we can for the first runner and for the last runner and celebrate everybody's efforts. And, um, you know, we get pretty good feedback. I think, I think we've accomplished that pretty well, maybe sometimes better uh, in one event than another. But um, I, I think that's our duty. Our minimum duty is to make everybody feel special at the start and bring them on home and, uh, and celebrate with them. Boy, I don't think anybody does it better than Disney, but uh, it's just 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 a great time at the start, and, and I enjoy the finishes at least as much. Yeah. So I think you've kind of – actually, maybe not kind of. You've probably completely answered this. Uh, what is it you love most about the run Disney races? I know they're their own special kind of unique animal when it comes to racing and race experiences. Is it the people? Yeah, it's really it's really the people, you know, um, it, it, Disney is a very, very different um, experience uh, in 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 what I do. Uh, again, as you know, I have already answered it's, um, you know, you've got the characters there and there's just a the Disney races embody a, a, a different type of experience. It, it's a it's a wonderful experience. It's it's very I'm not going to say non-athletic because that's, of course, not at all the case, but. But the um, the competitive aspect of running slash racing kind of takes a back seat. It doesn't kind of. It very much takes a back seat to the event and the the whole environment and the Disney um, the, the Disney legacy uh, and everything that's Disney the, where we have the characters out and it's just it's just an, a different experience and um, you know for me it's, it's something I had to kind of get used to. I, I've always loved Disney. I, I, you know, was at Disneyland probably, oh boy, here we go again, probably I think around for the opening. And I was at Disney World probably around for the opening. I think my dad took us all pretty close to the opening of Disney World as well. So I, I've been a Disney person, not not maybe as much a diehard as, as so many of the people that I, I see, but it's been meaningful to me. But having the opportunity to be a part of these events has made me even that much more of a fan. And I'm able to understand these hardcore Disney fans for the most part, um, a little more, and boy, we've got hardcore Disney fans. I mean, you see those costumes and Oh boy, incredible. Are there any of those costumes that really stand out in your memory? Oh yeah. Just every <laughs> single costume that, that uh, Gail Savage and Kimberly Markey wear they're in a class all by themselves and they, they just, I, I, you know, I can't even begin on all the BB eights we had for uh, star Wars and, and we had Alex's lemonade stand, a wonderful charity. And, and, and somebody who did the marathon essentially with a, lem a, a reasonably full size lemonade stand on themselves. <laughs> I mean, wow. really? It was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. I couldn't believe that they, they had it on at the finish line. It was, you know, certainly they, they, I don't think there was any world record on that time, but they finished with it. It was amazing. These people are 
just beyond special. Incredible. Yeah. I remember the one a couple of years ago that was Kronk from the Emperor's New Groove with the tent thing that Yzma would be in on his back for, I think, the 10K. There's no way you're doing that for 6.2 miles, and he did. Yep. Yep. Somehow they, they, they we see him at the finish line. It's amazing. Absolutely incredible. I don't know how they do it. I'm actually going to be interviewing Kimberly Markey sometime soon, and we're going to talk a lot about costuming, believe me. She is. She's incredible. I mean, her, her own personal story is absolutely phenomenal. The, uh, you know, what she's conquered and, and the, personal, um, the personal trials and uh, triumphs she's had. She's an incredible person. And the amount of, of effort that she and her, her peeps put into costumes, I, I, that, I, that's going to be a good interview. I, don't, I probably won't listen to mine, but I'll listen to that one. I'll be sure to let you know when it's coming up then. Please do. Please do, Randy. Outside of run Disney races, then what do you love most about announcing in general? About race announcing, I guess I should say in general. You know, it's all just such a positive experience. Everybody's getting together to, to, to test themselves and to, to celebrate and, and to overcome and to, to just, you know, be part of an amazing community. You know, we're all, and, and the wonderful thing about running is it's so individual, yet we all get together and, and we become this cohesive community that just supports each other. And it's just, it, there, there's nothing like it. There's no other athletic community that is, is quite the same. I mean, there's a lot of wonderful, you know, there, I know cyclists get together and triathletes get together and, and, you know, and I know they have a blast, but but boy, when runners get together and, and support each other and, and, you know, it's something you do by yourself with, you know, as many as 25, 30, 40, 50,000 people and more. And it's, it's always a good time. Everybody might not have the greatest race experience, but we start real positive with high hopes and, and we just see so many smiles at the finish line. It's just the most positive uh, you know, life altering experience that I get to, uh, to share with, with just so many people. Yeah, it, it really is. i just saw a quote the other day on Facebook that said something like, if you want to change your body exercise, if you want to change your life run. Yep. Perfect. I love it. Perfect. Well said, well said. So speaking of finish lines and seeing people cross them, uh, do you have any special memories from any races, Disney or otherwise? Could be finish line crossing, starting line, just anything that really stands oh, out to you as a special memory. There, you know, I, you got you got to understand now, Randy. I'm, I'm in over 900 races, so uh, so one from each is fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's what's always what's always particularly special. Or, or when you just, you know, someone has overcome amazing odds, incredible challenges. We have, you know, the cancer patients, you know, you can see he or she is in chemo. You know, they're not wearing the wig. They don't have the hair. You know, they're in the throes of, of treatment and they still manage to, you know, to pull through and, you know, in some cases with just huge groups of friends supporting them. I've been at events where we've had ALS patients who are pushed the distance in the wheelchair with these, these huge teams. And, and then, you know, they stop right before the finish line and, and, you know, they, and they, they assist the, uh, you know, the suffering patient out there and they walk that last, you know, few yards over the finish line. I'm telling you, there's not a dry eye and it's just, it's things like that, that I'm a softy man. I'm an emotional guy. And those, I, I will I will tell you freely that those things uh, do get me teared up and and they they make a mark on me and and anybody anybody who um, you know we've got our Challenge Athletes Foundation you see athletes with um, you know with above knee and below the knee amputees that that are doing these incredible distances and even Ironman events and and triathlons I just I, I guess that's what impresses me the most is just just people who um, you know, they're not, they're not willing to make an excuse. They're not willing to accept um, that they shouldn't or they can't or it's, it's not a good idea. And I see them in triathlons. I see them in running events. I see them in cycling events. Um, a lot of people don't know that I announce other things in running. It's just it's so impressive, and those are the things that, that motivate me and, uh, and are just special finish line moments that stick with me. Yeah. 
I remember recently seeing at the some of the Disneyland races uh, two uh, former uh, soldiers that were uh, part of the Wounded Warrior team that crossed that were both uh, double amputees uh, crossing the finish line. One that right. was, I think it was another race that the woman who was the last one across was a double lung transplant recipient. Yep, good one. Yep, absolutely. That's right. He's like, well, I have no excuse. That's that's right, exactly. Yeah, come up with an excuse after someone like that finishes, or or you know, now that we're talking about it, how about the full dress firefighters going twenty six point two miles, full head to toe dress, boots, oxygen tank. Some of them have an axe in their hand, or they're carrying twenty pounds of hose or whatever, and they do a half marathon, or in some cases a marathon. I, I, I've become rather close to Jose Zambrano from, um, I believe he's in El Monte fire department uh, up, uh, up LA way. And, and he, he does these for fallen firefighters. And I just cannot get enough of our, uh, our first responders, uh, PD fire firefighters, all of our incredible um, military individuals that, uh, that keep us safe and sound and to see them challenging themselves and, uh, and crossing, you know, those two are great examples. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing those, heroes do that it's just it's so inspiring truly so motivating you know less mag well let me let's say less meaningful but fairly impressive not at the disney races but there's a guy that i've read a magazine article about not long ago probably in runner's world who has run the death valley ultra marathon in full darth vader gear Mm-hmm. yeah okay Okay, now that's just sick and twisted and wrong. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, <laughs> I, I I don't know that I can respect that. That's just insane. It is amazing, but um, yeah, there, there's uh, I'll, I'll hold other adjectives uh, that I won't use. Um, that's uh, good for him. Yay! Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've thought so many of those same adjectives myself. There you go. We'll hold up those heroes and let him. Do whatever it is he's doing. Mm-hmm. We're proud of you, buddy. That's right. And we're glad we're not you. So do you have any tips that you can share with runners with you know, your pretty extensive race experience, uh, especially first-time runners? You know, whether it's something to get the most out of their race or something to get the most out of their Run Disney-specific experience? Well, um, yeah, you know, I, I, they're, they're, those are two very different things when we um, – when we go to run Disney, you know, run Disney has gotten pretty large as we've already covered. You know, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of waves, a lot of corrals. You know, I'd say if, if you're, if you're doing a run Disney event, um, be prepared to be patient, be prepared to um, just enjoy and immerse yourself in the experience. You know, I, I enjoy the run Disney events. They're less of a race and more for the most part, if, if I may, and more uh, of an event. And, um, and I know lots of people race them and they, they do very, very well, but it, it you know, it, it depends on what you're looking for. And, you know, if you're, if you're doing a Disney event, I would just encourage you to generally take your time, arrive early, stay late and enjoy, you know, the characters, take your pictures and don't look to improve times uh, or even compare them to anything else you've done. Just, just have fun out there. And, and that, you know, that does to some degree, uh, fall true to any of the major, very, very, very large races. They're just, they're big. It's hard to get around a lot of people. You know, we have issues with people either not being properly corralled or not corralling themselves, uh, appropriately. And so uh, a lot of faster people have a lot of people that they need to get around, you know, stuff like that does happen. You know, leave your Garmin at home. And what do you need? The, the, the races are generally, you know, certified courses. We've gotten it certified. It is, if we say it's 13.1, it is 13.1. Leave your Garmin at home. Take it slow. Have reasonable expectations, you know, just enjoy it. There's lots of, you know, racing opportunities, but particularly if you're, you're a newbie, just get out there and, and experience it. Just immerse yourself in the, uh, in the running community. And, and, and again, something we've already covered, just finish it in a way that 
that you um, you want to do it again, and because we want you back. You know, the funny thing is, people I, I've heard this again and again is a lot of the people in the running community think that most people race and that you know everybody races. Well, the truth is that a very very small percent of the running community actually races. Most people never race and that's fine. But so, you know, what we need to do is we, we need to get more people in and, you know, provide great experiences for them, but most people never race. So it's um, you know, it's racing is a a different thing for every person. Uh, I'm very competitive. So when I race, um, what racing means to me, and it's you know that's so that's a good point. What I was moving to, racing means different things to different people. When I race, and my racing experience, it means that I'm going there to test myself, and I'm going to essentially go as close to my red line as I can to the distance of the event, and and I'm going when I'm done, I'm going to be done, <laughs> and that's just me. That's me. Am I any more of a racer than someone going 20 minutes a mile that walks that or that Galloway's that walks a little, runs a little? Not at all. I just have a different approach and no one approach is right or wrong. They're just different. There's been so much uh, argument and publicity and we have a lot of hardcore racers that don't think that you know, walking at any point in a race is appropriate and then walkers shouldn't be allowed in races and, you know, terrible things like that. We love walkers. Are you kidding me? You know, I mean, so again, racing is what, what the term means to you is what it means to you. And as long as you have a positive experience and you grow from it, you know, it doesn't mean every race is going to be wonderful. I don't think there should ever be a bad race. There are just some that are better than others. Just like your daily run. Mm-hmm. Every run you do each day should be in some way positive in building. They're not always going to be as wonderful, smiley events as the day before or the week before. You're not always going to experience that runner's high, but they should be you know, part of a, a positive building experience that makes you long for the next run. And, you know, again, you know, that's, that's why I like to vary it up, do a little trail, do a little of this, little of that, do some hills, go out and run on the sand on the beach, go out and run in the mountains, run down the mountains, go, you know, run in the snow, just change it up. You know, don't do the same thing every day. You're going to get bored. That's true. And I know at the Disney races, I've heard you and Carissa say many times, you know, you've put the work in. That's what got you here today. Don't stress about this morning. This is your victory lap. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, this is, you can't change anything on the Thursday or Friday before the Sunday race or the Saturday race or the Friday morning race. If you're, you know, doing dopey or something like that, you, you, you know, you're not going to change anything. So just enjoy and, and make the most of it and keep coming back. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. I think for any runner, first time or hundredth time. Sure. Sure. I, I, I believe so. It's worked for me. You know, again, that what, what, what your listeners are hearing right now is what happens to work for Rudy. And I hope that, you know, I can impart a couple of things that they can take back and work into their own fitness or running program. And, uh, and if there's even one little tidbit that works, that's fantastic. I've done my job. Right. So we've got a few questions as we kind of lead into a wrap up here. Although one of sure. these could, depending on what your answer might be, could, we could wander off for a little bit here. Uh oh. I know, right? <laughs> what do you never get asked that you wish people would ask you? Oh, let's see. Well, you know, generally what people want to hear about is running, racing, and announcing. I never ask about my personal life or other things that, you know, aren't involving those things. And in a large part, they don't want to hear about Disney. They, they don't even know that Disney comprises a, a grand total of 15%. That's one by 15% of all the races that I do. I do way more than Disney events. So feel free to ask me anything else about me because I'm an open book and I, I've pretty much got no secrets because everybody already knows out there and I'll get caught in a lie. And, and, uh, but, <laughs> but you, you know, what, what I've heard a number of times recently, Randy, that, that I'd like to share, you know, cause I feel really strongly about it 
is, um, you know, a number of people might have seen me in an expo and they, they wanted to come over and say hello, but, but I either might have looked like I'm busy or, or they didn't want to bother me. You know, they were just being really polite. Please don't do that. I, when I'm there, I'm there. I'm, I'm there because you are there. And, and I really mean that. I love meeting new people. I love talking to you about what you're up to, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. You know, if you've got some questions, I'll do my best to answer them. If I don't have the answers, I'll do one of two things, tell you where to get them or I'll make something up. No, I try not to make them up. But <laughs> but don't, you know, I, I just, you know, hope your listeners know that uh, when, I'm, when I'm in an event, I'm there because you're there. Without you, there's no me. There's no need for me. So don't ever hesitate to uh, stop me and, and chat. I'll always make time. I, I virtually always have the time to do that. Uh, have, I love taking pictures with, with friends and fans, even when a lot of them think I'm, think I'm Jeff Galloway. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) So, so far I've been mistaken for Jeff Galloway, Bart Yasso. Um, who else? I'm trying to think of anybody else. I think maybe a couple of times Dean Karnazes. And of course I don't look like any of those people, but I guess a couple of people think I am, but, um, you know, that's, (laughs) But that's, you know, I, I guess that's really a message I'd really like to impart to, to folks is don't hesitate to pull me over. I love meeting you. You know, we might have met before and you might need to give me your name again because there's only one of me and there's, oh, quite a few thousand of you. So please be patient with me. But uh, just, you know, love meeting people and talking about anything and everything. And, and there is no uh, there's no question that's out of bounds or, or that uh, that I don't mind answering. So so ask away. Okay. Well, and we've gone long enough tonight that I won't delve into your personal life right now. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Don't ask those questions, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that you were able to get that message out there that people are more than welcome to come up and say hi to you. Do you know if Jeff Galloway ever gets mistaken for you? No, we Jeff and I have already talked about that. And and that's the that's the true insult. Is, is and Jeff and I have had so many good laughs and, and his wife Barbara, wonderful, wonderful person and we've just it just cracks us up. And um, no, so far, I've been mistaken for Jeff Galloway. I, I would only be able to guesstimate. It happens less and less. That's the, that's the, you know, that's the truth of that. But I would say at least a couple, couple 300 times. Wow. Oh, it's just, but it's so much fun. Because now what I'll do is, you know, they'll say, oh, can I have a picture? Sure. Who do you think I am? And then when it's, you know, when it's one of those times, I'll hear, oh, Jeff, I have all your books. Come on. Or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but here's the thing, Randy, is I think it's really fair that I'm doing a service to those people by asking, because think about it. They take a picture. We do it. We do a selfie. They go back to New Hampshire or wherever they're from. And they show one of their friends and they go, look at this great picture I got with Jeff Galloway. Their friend looks at them and says, got some really bad news for you. That's not Jeff Galloway. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah, no, Jeff Jeff hasn't had one. There's not been one mistaken for Rudy yet. So, uh, whatever. Maybe I'll do that at the Disneyland half weekend this year, just to break that streak. That would be awesome, Randy. I would really appreciate that. You, you, uh, you will get extra points from me, my friend. Thank you very much. I'm holding you to that. I am holding you to that. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I promise if I see him, I will do it. Even if I have to cross the room to go to him, I will do that. You're the man. You're the man. <laughs> All right. So if you could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what would it be and why? And you can make up a job if it doesn't really exist. No, no, no. That that one's easy. That one's easy. There there are two. There are two. Okay. One is, and I actually know a cast member who has this function. There, There's something that that probably a lot of your listeners don't know about that Disney does called Adventures by Disney. And Adventures by Disney is essentially you are, um, I'll call chaperoned, guided. You have a tour guide to destinations all over the world, all over the world. And you have this incredibly fantastic um, tour guide from Disney that takes you through 
all these amazing places. And I, I know this cast member that does it and it Peru, Ireland. Oh, just on and on and on. And, and he thinks he, he wants my job. And I think we should swap sometime because I think, I, I think I've got the greatest job in the world, but that one is pretty good. That one is pretty good. And the other one, the other one, and I'm almost there. I'm almost there. The other one is I want to be Bill Rogers, the voice of Disney. That's what I want to be. Bill is the man, the myth, the legend. He is, uh, he's phenomenal. What a great voice. I mean, people say I have a, a voice that's distinctive or, you know, that they like to hear that's soothing or whatever. I, I, wonderful compliments. Thank you very much. But Bill, just, I hear Bill's voice and I just feel Mickey's somewhere nearby or Minnie's close or Goofy's around. And he's just so epic. So, hey, Bill, it's time to retire. Time to pass the mic. Either, either one of those, Randy, either one of those gigs be just fine. Those would both be great jobs. And I will have to email you the links to a couple of past episodes where I actually got to interview Bill and his wife, Camille. Love it. Love it. I, I have not heard those. And I, an interview of, of someone like, like Bill would, be, would have to be phenomenal. His story, I'm sure, is compelling. And he's, he's just an amazing guy. And, uh, and he, 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 actually, he actually helped me out personally one time. And, uh, and it, it left me with lasting impressions. Really? Yep. Here's what happened. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's no secret to, to anybody that at Disney, there's a lot of proposals out there. There's a lot of marriage proposals, right? You, you know it. There, there's a, yeah. lot, a lot of people propose. Well, <clears throat> that's what I did. <laughs> at the, oh boy, I better get this one right. I'm pretty sure, it's a test of my memory. I'm pretty sure it was 2008 Disneyland Half Marathon. We pulled one over on my girlfriend at the time, and Disney was amazing. They helped me stage the whole thing. And before the half marathon start, we advertised that one lucky person was going to receive a special opportunity, a special life-changing opportunity. And she was out there in the crowd, and, it was, and Bill's voice ran the whole thing, and he was there personally doing all the background it was amazing and uh you know it's a, it's a long story i'll keep short number one is she was running with a friend who was late so we had people out there looking for her we knew where she should be she was late getting in her corral which was just lovely when we're trying to do this whole thing but she <laughs> right. showed up and we we announced the number of the runner who won that experience and I remember, and I'm watching her, I'm watching her. I could see her and she's not paying any attention. She's just talking to her friend and her friend looks at her number and I can see, I can, you know, I can read her lips. Oh my God, it's you. So she comes up and, she, and she's a very private person. She's the antithesis of me. And she, what's going on? What's happening? What's going on here? I don't, I don't know. And, you know, and, I, and we, again, we scripted the whole thing. I said, Oh, everybody, I, I can't believe this happened. I've got, I have to disclose. I know this person. This is my girlfriend. And I, you know, and I proceeded to get down on one knee and propose to her. And it was, um, it was pretty awesome. It was a lot, a lot of fun. And she went on to run the half marathon and um, that marriage lasted just a little bit longer than a half marathon. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a really, really fun proposal opportunity, and I'm I'm forever thankful to Run Disney for all the work they did and everything they did to make that special. So, yeah, guys, keep those proposals coming. I, yours will probably do better than mine, but uh, they make for an interesting weekend. Yeah, that they do. That they do. What inspires you? You know, we, we kind of already covered that. You know, what really inspires me is is just seeing people overcome, seeing people accept challenges and, and not make excuses and just, and just go for it, you know? And I, and I get to see them every single weekend and it just, it really inspires me and excellence inspires me. 
each year when they uh, when uh, ABC televises the uh, Ironman triathlon in Kona, it just blows me away. Uh, and I'm really excited about the Olympics coming up because it's just it's it's people just putting it all out on the line and and and, and things like that just um, things like that inspire me. I just uh, I'm I'm in awe of anyone whether whether they're world class or whether it's their their first time going the distance when, when they're, they're just not accepting less than their best. And, and, uh, it's just, again, something I'm very grateful for being even a, a very small part of, but that inspires me to, to no end. That's great. And that answer actually inspires me. So thank you for that. Thank you. And now you've had some pretty amazing experiences between run Disney and other race announcing and doing so many of those, as well as your running career and, and various other things like that. And I'm sure that there's somebody who's listening to this that said more than once, you know, I wish I could do that. I wish I could just really live a dream and, and do what I love uh, or, or do something unexpected, but I probably can't. If you could give some advice to that person, what would you say? You know what? You just really need to go for it. Don't don't accept limitations. You know, what we do as human beings, and it's a very, very normal thing to do, but we we put our own limitations on ourselves. And the most significant limitations that we come upon, whether we're trying something um, athletically or intellectually, scholastically, you name it, are the limitations we put on ourselves. I honestly can't remember who to attribute this quote to, but if you don't think you can, you're right. And be positive, go for it. Don't accept any limitations. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that, that I've used in, in my running, uh, that's worked really well for me is just positive imagery. See yourself succeeding, whether it's, seeing a time on the finish clock that you're looking for, you're quali- looking to qualify for Boston, looking to do a personal record, regardless of what it is, just, just see yourself succeeding again and again and again. Make it part of what's real to you. Perception is everything. And of course, you know, none of this wisdom is mine. I steal absolutely everything, but I use it myself. And, and it, it really, really works. See yourself succeeding and you will succeed no matter what it is. Don't accept any, any limitations and, uh, and give it a try. How do you know? How do you know? And I, it's a great question and I really appreciate it because see, the thing is, Randy, is I have to hear myself saying these things. So it's good for me because I have to, you know, I have to live it and I have to, uh, I don't just talk the talk. I also try to walk the walk. So um, I'll replay this when the podcast is on so I can hear myself say it. So, um, you know, I, I hope that, again, even one person is able to grab one little tidbit and, and use it. Go for it. Thank you. I appreciate the advice, and I'm glad to be of service for you. So. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now it is uh, what we call here on the show shameless plug time. Anything you'd Ooh. like to mention or promote, you know? Ooh, shameless plug time. Oh, man. Okay. Sit back, get a fresh drink. This is going to take another 45 minutes. No, no, no. Um, You know, I do have have one thing I'm real excited about right now. I'm working with a a great, great group of people on a a fairly new product. A a lot of your listeners probably have not heard about this, or if they have, maybe only in a very limited fashion. But I am working with a group called Next Wave Insurance Services, and they have a product called Registration Saver. And it's really, really cool. Essentially what it is, is we will insure your registration. Just about every event management company in the world, Disney, LA Marathon, Boston Marathon, New York, Marine Corps, Chicago, you name it. The policy is there's no refunds. The policy is there's no transfers. And now there there are some exceptions to this, and and and, and those are great. I love when I love when an organization allows a, a transfer for a modest fee or a, a deferral or something like that. But for the most part, if you get injured, 
If you can't do the event, you're out. And registration mm-hmm. fees are really, really expensive. And in some cases, you'll get injured and you've already got your airfare, you've already got your hotel, your traveling, your registration, and on and on and on. And this registration saver service is really significant. It's backed by AIG. It's backed by a huge, huge mega corporation, rock solid. And what we do is we ensure anything from just your registration to your registration and that of your group and your travel and all these things for, you know, a number of issues that can come up like injury. Um, Gosh, it even covers uh, if a female becomes pregnant uh, (laughs) and is already registered and can't uh, participate. And it's a very, very small fee. It's a very reasonable fee. And it covers your, and you get your registration refunded and you also get your travel refunded. You can do as much or as little as you like. I'll be going to social media with a lot more about it. And it's just a fantastic service that I think has been needed um, in the, uh, in, in the competitive field. And and they're doing, you know, they, they ensure soccer tournaments and they ensure um, just, you know, pretty much anything and everything, but, but I really like it. I mean, Hey, when you're doing dopey at Disney, I think you're plunking down. Now somebody's going to correct me because I've, you know, I've never done dopey, but I think you're plunking down something close to 600 to $700 just for registration. So if it's, if it's 700 bucks and for roughly $40, you can ensure that experience. I think it's a great great investment to make sure because you know stuff happens people get injured and and you're out and that's a lot of money to just say bye-bye to so again next wave insurance services with it's called registration saver if you google registration saver you can find it uh again i'll I'll be uh, putting much more we'll be doing announcements and and much more significant uh, uh social media introduction to the service very very shortly it's offered directly uh, by Next Wave Insurance Services. So the event itself doesn't make any dif- difference if the event itself um, offers the service. A number of them are. We're already talking to a lot of events that will offer it at the time of registration. But you can insure yourself within up to 14 days before the event. And it's, uh, it's, it's really fantastic. I'm very excited about it because I think it's something that's been needed for a long, long time. Again, registration saver. Uh, and it's uh, it's being offered by Next Wave Insurance Services and backed by AIG. It, it's really cool, and I can't wait to tell you a lot more about it. That sounds like a great product and a great service. So I look forward to hearing more about it as you're able to announce and reveal more, and I'll link to that information as that comes out. And how about how people can find you if they want to find you on uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever? I know Carissa can help you with that. <laughs> oh, Carissa's going to love this because I'm – not on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. I'm really old school. I'm still back in the stone age. One of these days I'm going to vault right into the nineties, but I, <laughs> I don't hurt yourself. I am on Facebook under um, Rudy race announcer, which is tied to my race professionals um, page and, uh, and just Rudy Novotny. And um, I don't think I've ever turned down a uh, friend request on Facebook Uh, That's been real. I've had some real doozies out there recently that, you know, all the weird stuff that goes on on Facebook, but I love making new friends and you can uh, just friend request me and I'd love to hear about what you're doing, what you're up to. And I will always make time for you um, on Facebook or um, if you, you know, if you, if my, uh, my email is announcerboy at hotmail.com. If you want to communicate through email, I'd love to uh, chat with you, answer any questions you might have. I have been running for 40 some years. I don't hold myself out to be a coach or a professional, but I've got a lot of experience and I would be happy to share my experience, strength and hope with uh, anybody who might uh, want to know or listen. So thank you for offering uh, me that venue. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing all that. I'll put all of that in the show notes so that people can get to it really easily. Thank you for taking the time here tonight. I really appreciate your time and your stories and the wisdom from your experiences that you've shared both as a runner and as an announcer. It's been great. Well, Randy, thanks for having me on the show. You know, among the things I'd love to talk about more than anything else is running and racing and the whole event thing. And you do such a great job 
uh, on your show covering that and, and so much more. So again, you know, thank you very much. It's, it's truly been a pleasure. That brings us to the end of this week's show. A very special thank you to Rudy Novotny for being my guest and to you for listening. Remember to contact me for more information or to get a quote for the podcast cruise on the Disney Wonder in September of 2017. I want you to join us. If you missed the details, check out the show notes for the previous episode, number 114. I'll link to that in this episode's show notes so you can get right to it. All the contact information is there, so please check it out, and we would love to have you with us. If you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney, you've written a book, created a website, or you're blogging, writing, or performing music, art, whatever it may be, and you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you, I want to hear from you. I also want to talk to and hear from people who've worked for Disney. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience and had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, or you've had any special Disney experience you want to share, maybe it's something from one of the run Disney races, maybe from interacting with Rudy or just something about the races in general, maybe it's something unrelated to running entirely. Whatever it may be, I would love to hear from you too. For any of these, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, Stitcher Smart Radio, or through Google Play Music. Yep, we've got a lot of ways for you to listen. And if there's a way that you like listening to podcasts that we're not on, please let me know and I'll see what I can do to get us added as soon as possible. If you like the show, please rate and review it in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. It really, really does help. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash storiesofthemagic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash storiesofmagic and tweet out that you're listening or pin it on Pinterest. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic, too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world. <laughs>